Welcome to Single Moms Unfolded. I'm Kelly Vera, your host, and I'm super excited you took the time to spend with us today. This is a podcast by a single mom for single moms to help single moms, right? This is our safe space to grow, connect, and learn together. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Single Moms Unfolded. Today we are lucky enough to have Alicia Walker back with us. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be back and excited to have this conversation with you and your members. Awesome, awesome. So we're bringing you back because you had such a good time last time and we learned so much from you. So now we're going to take like a little different, you know, not so much as a single mom, but more like Alicia Walker, the warrior queen. So tell us a little about yourself. Yeah, so as you stated, uh, self-proclaimed Alicia, the warrior queen, and that is because I'm building a tribe of one million strong warrior women survivors who will be thriving. And this is a global initiative that I launched in over the pandemic. Awesome. One million. That's a lot of ladies. That's incredible. A lot of ladies. That's incredible. Yes. So tell us how you started your mission. Give us a little background. Sure. So as you know, I'm a survivor of domestic abuse. And during the time that uh, I had that spiritual awakening, if you guys look listen to part one, you'll understand what I mean, mean by that. But God has called me to do this work. And as I was you know, running away, running away for a very long time. God was able to catch up with me back in August uh, 4th of 2016. And again, listen to part one so you can hear all of what God told me. But as we move forward in, well, I'll tell you the one thing, because God said I was going to be the leader of an empowered army of women from around the world. And I, at the time, didn't know what that meant. And as we move forward from 2016, I did a lot of work in between up until now for the last seven years now. And it's been an amazing journey and amazing healing journey, right? Because I was doing that personal and professional development for myself. But when 2020 came, when the pandemic came, it's a whole different story, right? So now the work that I was going to do was going to be a, a production. I was going to do a play oh, awesome. and really do something very different. You know, I told you I got my mojo back with the art. I'm an advocate of the uh, arts and entertainment, but I'm a poet as well. So I got my mojo back when I did my, uh, it was the letter. I didn't tell you the name of it. It was a call to heaven. That was the name oh, of it. Oh, that's beautiful. And it was the repentance letter that I did um, to be able to, you know, just ask God for forgiveness and, and have him forgive me, right, for withdrawing when I went through this divorce and these uh, toxic, different toxic relationships that I had been through after that. So... The movement kind of came about because when God called me and I finally said yes, I started an initiative. My first campaign was called The More Beautiful You. And, I, and again, I talked about this in part one, so you guys can listen back and do the replay. But that was the beginning. That 
you know, adopt a fund, uh, adopt a survivor fundraiser raised over $10,000. And we made like over 200 safety kits that I called them um, for the women where I adopted two shelters or two, you know, DV centers. And one was in Somerset County and the other was in Huntington County. So I didn't get a chance to tell you this. And the first episode, uh, I told you about my first incident with my ex, but as I was going through my healing journey, as I was doing my landmark program, I was in a relationship with very toxic, very oh. toxic. The, the guy, unfortunately, was on drugs and I didn't know that he moved in with me and that's how I saw it all. And it, it didn't take long for me to see, right? And oh my goodness, I was like, I did not sign up for this. And uh, I tried to, you know, get rid of him, ask him to leave. And he didn't want to leave. He didn't want to break up. And he started threatening to kill me. Oh God. Yeah, that's, and yeah. It took a year and a half or more for him to get it out of his system. Literally every day. <laughs> he was calling and threatening me. I had to have a police in my town where I lived at in Huntington County, like escort me into my home oh, every day, every night. Um, the police at my job, well, not the police, but the campus security, they had to escort me in or out of the campus. I had to uh, notify the Branchburg police and then also the Newark police because he was harassing my family. Oh, like It was hard. Yeah, it was horrible. So, but with that, as I was going through that, I was doing a kind of like a comparison of what it was before versus what it was this time and the things I did differently. And this time I actually spoke up. And because I've learned, right, I did the 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 work to learn and grow, I was able to do things very differently and, you know, make sure I kept the police in the loop, getting the resources that I need mm -hmm. so I wouldn't be afraid home and um you know all of the things like that like keeping connected with the police department filing um the reports and you know <laughs> it was just it was so much but it was a big lesson that i learned out of that and that's where like that work that i had done i didn't get a chance to say this either got recognized that first work for a more beautiful you was I was nominated for a social justice leadership award by one of the agencies that I had supported. And that's where it all opened up, right? Like when I, I wasn't looking for that. I was just looking to do the work because I wanted to do something. And I was like, let me do what I can do to help these women. At the time, I didn't have my cert certificate um, for um, a domestic abuse response team or sexual assault res response team. Now I'm certified to be able to do that, but I didn't have that yet. So one of the agencies said, you know, cause I wanted to do the journaling cause I, you know, I'm a writer. So I wanted them to journal and write and, and just share like their thoughts on paper. Cause that helped me. Right? right. And I wanted to show them how to do that. A write, you know, write to heal project I was calling it, but I couldn't do it because I didn't have these certifications oh. yet, right? And I was like, oh my God, that's all I want to do. And something very miraculous happened because I was I was almost like going to give up. I was almost discouraged because I couldn't get to see the women. Oh. And that's all I wanted to do. I wanted to help them. 
those um, kits that I put together. Remember I told you yep, about those the makeup kits? kits yeah, yeah. And it wasn't just makeup, but I mean, they had the compact, but I had other stuff in there too, right? For safety. Okay. Um, survival guide, right? A survival kit. That's what I called it. And it got into the hands of a woman in one of the shelters, right? That I, I wasn't able to see. But when I share my story about what I did in Landmark, because, you know, you get the opportunity to get up and speak. So I took as many opportunities as I could to do that, right? Because, again, that was part of my healing was the expression. Right. Guess what? When I spoke, one of the women who was in the audience was the daughter of one of the members because it was a family friends night. She was a recipient of my package. Awesome. She came up to me just like crying and thanking me. And, and I, and she said, I received your, your gift, your package. And I had to make sure that she was saying what I thought she was saying, <laughs> because you have to, you have to just know how amazing God is right now in mm. this moment, because I was about to give up right. because I was like, I couldn't see them. So why do it? Right. And the woman said, no, everyone loved it. And, and like, usually the children get something. They got it right around Christmas. So it was beautiful that they got something. Right. And the one thing that I did that was so beautiful, those people who contributed to these packages, they were able to write a nice card. Just, you know, just, just, just a beautiful card to them. Right. To help them pick them Don't up. Get, yeah. Pick them up. Right. And, and you know. Kelly, it, it was just a miracle that that woman just happened to be in, that young lady happened to be in the audience when I spoke about this. And I was like, that's, so for me, that was my confirmation that mm -hmm. I was on the right track. And when, and when I was nominated in 2018 for that award, I got up to speak and I, I had my acceptance speech was, I declare war. And that's kind of where it started getting birthed, this idea of warriors thriving. Okay. So that's my global movement. And I became the warrior queen, again, self-proclaimed. But it's it all started coming together because I felt like the fight wasn't really a physical fight. The fight was here in the mind. It was mm -hmm. a mental and a spiritual fight. And I knew that if we don't empower these women, we don't inspire them, to speak their truth and find and activate their voice. And so together, collectively, we could create, use our power, right? Yeah, our power right. is our voice. Remember, remember I talked about getting the power. Oh, yeah. So I want these women to get their power, to find their power and be activated, be plugged in and connected to one another, right? Because that's where it's at. That's where the power is when we use our collective voices yeah absolutely to create this future without violence for women and girls around the world so that's where this whole idea one million strong because they said look if your dream doesn't scare you then it's not big enough one million scares me because <laughs> i didn't i was like i don't know how i'm going to reach one million women but god said you don't have to know here's the thing that i learned to embrace is when Dr. King, Dr. Martin Luther King said, faith is taking the first step without having to see the entire staircase. Mm, I when that. I embraced that, Kelly, 
I was able to let go of all those attachments about not knowing how this one million strong is going to, to evolve. Right. Yeah. But just ignite it. God said, you are the leader. You are the igniter. And then I started to understand the power of one. See, it just needed my voice to get started, to feel, put the fuel in the fire. But then the ripple effect, right, is going to quadruple or, you know, uh, exponentially increase the impact. I don't have to reach all of the one million. And I was relieved when I found that out. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you. I love that though, you know, just you're having faith and you're taking a step, not knowing where it's going to land and look how powerful you are and how much you're helping. And that woman came up to you. What a great sign. We need those. You need to be aware and look out for those because we miss those. We're not paying attention for sure. Yes. And, you know, again, it, these, my dad was there and this is like one of the first times he heard me speak because this is before I got the award. So, you know, my mom is down south and the first time they both got to hear me speak was when I did my acceptance speech at the award ceremony. And that was a beautiful moment for me because they never was in the same place at one time to hear me, to be there for me. That's right? a big deal, yeah. It was such a big deal. And one of the donors anonymously um, provided the transportation for my mom to come from Savannah, Georgia. And it was just beautiful. Oh, wow. I mean, my dad, my dad is in Newark and one of my friends, he was one of my biggest supporters brought him to the ceremony. So it was, it was nice that they were there to hear that story and hear it in its full totality and see why everybody was raving about the warrior queen. Right, right. <laughs> Look at our daughter. She's awesome. She rocks. Look at what she's yeah. doing. She's making a difference. So what yeah. is your mission now? Like how, how do we, how are you starting this? Like talk about how you're getting all these women, women together or what are we teaching them? Yeah. Give us some scoop. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing is I have a tribe, right? It's, it's our network, right? Our support system for women who are survivors, right? It's called warrior women thriving. Um, and that's what it is. It's my whole mission is for women survivors to thrive. And how does what does that look like? Every it's going to look different for everybody, mm -hmm. Kelly, right? But what is your what do you need to rebuild and to thrive? And not just be a survivor anymore because survivors is barely making it, and certainly not to be victim, right? Because mm -hmm. there's a spectrum. You go in, you, you know, you first you're in victim mindset. You know, so it's a shift in the mindset, right? To this idea of victim and then you're surviving or you striving, and then you're surviving and then you just barely, like even surviving is not quite there yet. So I want you to be thriving to get to the place where you can tr be a true warrior, mm -hmm. right? Because a warrior is so quick, they have the right mindset and they're going to do or die. And that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for women who are ready to let go of all that toxicity mm -hmm. that they've been dragging with the trauma and the attachments and all the emotions. If you're ready to change your life, then you can become a true warrior. And that's what it's all about. My warrior women survivors thriving is real. That mission is in, it's, it's what I live and breathe every day because I had to do it, right? In the war, remember, the war is in your mind. It's still going on because, again, 
When it's a spiritual game, meaning a spiritual battle, that means the enemy is always going to try to attack you. Your spiritual game and your mind game has to be strong because otherwise he will bring you down some kind of way. He will start to plant seeds of doubt. And when we doubt ourselves is when we doubt what we what God has in store for us, right? Because now we no longer have faith. Right. So that's what it is. It's 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 all you said it earlier. It's about the faith. I had my faith is so strong. They say you need faith like a mustard seed. My faith is so strong that I just give it to God all the time. But the gratitude, right? I I thank God for whatever I've been through. I'm out now. Yeah. What did I learn from it? And that's what I do. So whatever I've learned now. You know, I'm ready. I'm open for another relationship. But like um, the coach did this weekend, she had this lady say over and over, I am worthy of healthy love. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's powerful. But then what she did on top of that was even more powerful. She had three men surround this woman and echo it back from the masculine energy. Oh, wow. That was powerful because now... She didn't quite believe it at first. And and her story was mine. Like men just want to, they want to have sex with you, but they don't want to wife you. Right. Right. And I resonated with you. Right. You get that limiting belief that this is all, you know, they want. And you stuck with that limiting belief. If you don't have the faith that that's not. And then you attract that. Yes. Right. Because when what you focus on grows, you attract that. But she had her turn it around and spin it to say, I am worthy of healthy love. And then the guys echoed that back. And then whatever she said, the guys echoed that back because you need the masculine Mm. energy to kind of tell you sometimes to validate you because that's what she was looking for. And and the the exercise worked. Like she, all of a sudden this woman just owned her power. Like she was so confident and she was so in her feelings where she said, I do deserve healthy love. Like, and she just started chanting other stuff. And I was like, I so needed that because mm. I was doing it along with her, even though I didn't have the masculine voice in my ear, but I could hear that. Right, right. And I did exercise with her, you know, virtually, but it was so empowering for me because we as women need to hear that we, we don't need men to have a crutch, but we want them to have co- companionship, yes. right? And that's the thing. Have your own you know, financial, be uh, mentally stable, emotionally stable, spiritually grounded. And then you don't have to rely on the man. It's okay to want to have companionship. We all need that because God didn't mean for us to be alone. That's why he made woman for men. So we're not meant to be alone. However, you don't have to rely on the man so much that he turns it into abuse. Right. Right. And that's what happens because then we become quote unquote weak mm-hmm. or pathetic or clingy, all of these, you know, terms low energy, that, yeah, that, low yeah. energy depending on someone yeah. else for that hit of, you know, affection or that admiration. Right. You know, right. And you know what I found, Kelly, is first of all, you gotta love yourself before you can even love anyone or seek love from anyone. Because when you love yourself, there's going to be some boundaries set. There's going to be some standards. There's going to be some expectations from, you know, whoever's going to be in your life. And if they can't meet them, you got to be okay to let them go. Yes. 
And when I learned this, because I didn't have them either. And, but when I learned this, I said, I'm okay to let these people go if they don't meet these standards of expectation. And now people just fell out of the race by themselves because I raised my standards. I raised my boundaries and expectations of them and they can't give me what I need. Right. And I'm okay with that because I love me more than I love them. Yeah. And I think that's so important that you said that. It's okay to be alone. And don't just stay with somebody just because it's a somebody, right? If you love yourself and you're confident enough, then you're going to attract different types of people. Or you're going to be happy if you don't. And that's enough, right? And that's really, really big. It took yeah. me a while and, to learn and, that too. I, I learned that after the last situation where this guy tried to threaten me. I said, I don't want this. This is not healthy. Right. I, I don't want nobody to love me that much that they want to right. kill me. Right. That's, that's not, not love. That's not that's real not love. Healthy. That's control. Right. That's control. Yep. That's possession. And that's their insecurity. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So what is the biggest mental health issues you see with these women that are, you know, going from surviving to thriving? What, what are some things that, you know, self-love, right? Big mindset. Yeah. Faith is a yeah. that. I I, I think, first of all, let me just put this out here. These women are brilliant women, you know, whether they have degrees or not. Most of them that I've been working with, though, are degree masters, PhDs, but they still have a limiting belief of who they are, their worthiness. They don't love themselves because of the trauma and they're not able to detach the emotions from it. Because that's all that's really happening at this stage, right? The physical act of whatever happened, happened years ago. But the thing that triggers these women and keep it alive for them is that emotional attachment to the thing. Right. So if we can get them to release and let go and detach these emotions, then they can be healed, right? But they just hold on to it. So that that lack of knowing who you are and the feeling of unworthiness, um, the self-love, you know, the mindset shift that needs to happen, right? Like in their mind, oh, I can't do mm -hmm. it. I don't deserve this. I'm not worthy of this. Oh, I'm not smart enough. I'm not, you know, uh, most of it's yeah. I'm not enough, not right, of something. And that's the mindset shift that needs to happen to know that you are worthy. You are enough. And God made you who you are. And whatever gifts you have, you just have to discover it. It's already in you. God gave us all certain gifts, and we just have to discover what they are. So that's what I do in my program. It's help women discover their true gifts, find their voice, activate it, own their power and then walk in that power and purpose and then purpose to prosperity, right? How do I take what God has given me and then now create a whole business, a whole movement, a whole leadership in the community, like whatever it right. is that they want to do, I, this is what I help them do because it's already in them, right? I don't give anybody anything. I just help you discover who you truly are and then that version 2.0 of yourself, right? That higher version of you. It's already there. Right. So you're drawing it out and, then, and you're guiding them. Okay, you have this inside. I'm yeah. going to help you take away all the stuff that's blocking it. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. 
perfectly. So tell us, how do we work with you? Because you're so knowledgeable, you have so much experience. How do we work with you? Yes. So I'm building like what we call co-creation. And I, I just, I'm almost finished with my beta program that it was the Power Start, which is an acronym, but it's a fresh start program, right? For those who just, I don't know where to start. I just want to, I don't know what my gifts are. Like, I just need a little bit of help. So the Power Start is, is six weeks, but I got two bonus weeks in there because we have what's called the a Pono Pono practice for forgiveness. So that's our activation piece. So that's an extra bonus for those who do in my Power Start program. And then at the end, I included also implementation. So how do you take all of this action steps, the goals, the things that you discover, like you talked about a statement, I call it a power statement. How do you now execute, right? And implement all of these things that you learn. So that's the first stage. Then we go into more of a deeper dive. And this is my warrior leadership program. This is our signature program. And so we can decide if you want to do just a short-term program, like three months, or you want to do the six months or the one year. So we're, we're working and building it out, co-creating with survivors, because I think, again, they are warriors. They are the strongest. And these are, if these women can get through the program, then any woman in leadership can get through it. So it'll be open to other women in leadership, but the co-creation is done with actual survivors. Oh, that's incredible. So how do we like get a hold of you? Can you give us like your Facebook or Instagram tag? I'm going to put everything in the notes for everybody so they have it. But sometimes people like to hear it because they might be like scrolling on the phone. Like, oh, let me check it out now. I don't feel like reading all these notes. So. Yeah. So I'm, I'm on all social media platforms. So on Facebook, the tribe is Warrior Women Thriving. Um, so you can find us there and then on Instagram and Twitter and, and uh, YouTube, it's Warriors Thriving. Awesome. Awesome. And I know we can help you reach your goal, the 1 million women. So we're going to, you know, okay, ladies. Yes, this is really important. Let's do this together. So I want to thank you so much, Alicia, for all your time and your stories and for helping all these women that need it. Yes. Thank you so much, Kelly, for the work that you're doing. And uh, again, I'm honored to have been uh, a guest on your podcast twice now. And it's just amazing. So ladies, you could do it. You are already warriors. Let's meet this 1 million strong. And all it does, all it needs is your voice and activate your power. And we can do this. So Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Let's get our power back, people. Thank you so much for tuning in. We would love to stay connected. Check us out at www.myhappyplaceforlife.com. And while you're there, click on the services tab to check out our awesome coaching options. It's our mission to give single moms a shortcut to the life they want after divorce. You aren't alone and you do not have to take the long road. We can totally help. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, My Happy Place for Life. That is with the number four. And if you want some free trainings, feel free to join our Facebook group, Happy Life 101 for Single Parents. Thank you so much for tuning in and check back every Thursday for a new episode. Until then, remember you're smart, 
You're beautiful and you got this.